0: Welcome back to the Financial Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and happy, happy Tuesday. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode. I honestly can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'm just thrilled. But before we dive into it, um, let me see if I have any life updates for you guys. Um, let's see. We hit four figures on my student loans, so we are now at $9,000. Well, Nine thousand eight hundred, but still, we are in that four figure range. It, it's crazy. I am so so excited. Like I feel like this is kind of giving me the little motivation that I need to to finish this thing out. Um, these last couple of months, weeks, I've just been so sad. I feel like I'm all cried out because I'm just so over giving so much of my money towards these loans and just not really being able to do what I want with my money um which is you know just to help people and just to buy things like I really don't ask for much I don't think um let's see over the weekend we had an emergency that I did not see coming so my dog Juno got into some grapes she ate two grapes of mine and so I had to take her to the emergency vet because I'm sure you guys know that grapes are toxic to dogs so I was actually very calm and I wasn't going to take her because she seemed fine but then like the more I researched online about how it takes like a couple of hours like 24 to 48 hours for you know the grapes to kind of like make its way through the dog's like system that's when I guess it becomes toxic. And I was like, well, I don't want to sit here and just think that she's fine. And then, you know, two days later, she's like, she's acting funny. So I had to take her to the vet and spend a little over $200. $200 I did not have when I only had $300 in my account. So yeah, if you can do the math, I was very, very stressed. And mind you, I don't get paid until the 30th. So yeah, I am really just working off of prayers here, but you know what? And I feel like me saying this, a lot of people would be really embarrassed to admit that, but this is my podcast. This is like, this is what I do. I talk about my money. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm broke. (laughs) There's no shame in my game, but I'm, you know, working towards not being broke. So yes, I was very stressed, came home and cried. My mother-in-law consoled me and, you know, kind of brought me back to reality, um, which I really appreciate her for doing that. And also I want to, just say a little thank you to my husband John because honestly these last two years have not been easy um I don't think a lot of spouses would willingly take on their partner's debt especially when they had a fraction of that amount and we knocked his out in like you know months but if he wanted to he could have just taken care of that 10k himself not even asked me for a dime and then you know done the same thing for me just like not even like not worry about it let me take care of it or whatever um but he you know stepped up and you know has helped me pay this off and so i feel like i i I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast or really just in general, but I could not do this without him, um, without his support. I literally complain (laughs) so much. And since he's the person that I see the most and I'm the closest to, I'm always talking about it. Um, He's been so patient with me. um, And the fact that we're like almost done and he will never have to hear me complain about these loans again is i'm sure so exciting for him so john if you're listening thank you so much for just being you know like literally like my best friend a great husband and you know willingly taking on this debt-free journey this debt-free life with me i appreciate it so much um speaking of debt-free life we paid off our credit card so we don't have any debt on that um but i was telling john today this morning while i was um while we were like heading into work, I was like, it's so crazy how I went 26 years without a credit card. And I finally got a credit card. And all of a sudden, I like hate using my debit card. Like, I'm like, Oh, no. Um, I'll just use the credit card. And I'll pay it off when I get paid next. It's so crazy, like, how my mindset has become this thing where I, like I'm just relying on my credit card. And I have to kind of switch my mindset because I'm like, I'm just borrowing from my future self. And then my future self gets mad at my past self because in the present I'm broke because I just had to pay off a credit card bill. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to like retrain my brain not to be so dependent on credit and on my credit card and just use what I have on my debit card and call it a day. Um, so I had a couple of, of, of appointments this week that you know like to get waxed and to get my hair done but seeing that I have no money and I don't get paid till like you know next week I'm kind of holding off on that I have to reschedule those appointments um, and you know and not depend on my credit card so I think that's interesting and I probably will do a podcast episode on credit cards because um, the whole the whole industry is just very interesting to me um so yeah that's really it as far as updates go I mean there's not much not much but um all right I'm sure you guys have gotten the gist let's get into today's episode So on today's episode, we have it's just Jordan, A.K.A. Jordan, full-time content creator and owner of Just Vintage Vintage Shop. Um, Jordan, like I said, is a full-time content creator, full-time influencer. Uh, I have been following her for a little less than a year, but she's one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram. I think she's like so cute, and I love her like sense of style, and I also love that she, you know, primarily thrifts her outfits which is like you know such an affordable and relatable thing for me personally but yeah so I've been following her for like you know just a little bit under a year and as you all know I'm so interested in the influencer content creator space because because it's a fairly new industry and um I just think that there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes as far as like contract negotiation, money wise, just creating the content in general that we as consumers don't see. So um, I honestly cannot think jordan enough for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast i mean she is the first influencer that i've reached out to um the first influencer that you know has agreed to be on this show and as someone who has like you know a budding podcast and you know with someone like jordan who has like thousands like tens of thousands of followers it you know can kind of be intimidating just to shoot them a dm and be like hey like would you be interested in being on this podcast but I mean she was so sweet so down to earth and so willing to you know do this the show so I cannot thank her enough for being a guest but we talk about pay disparity within the influencer industry um how much she's ever made just off of you know Instagram just for a simple post um and her plans for the future and so much more um Obviously, since this is a financial podcast, we do get into personal finance matters a little bit towards the middle of the interview, um, just to let you guys know. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had such an amazing time speaking with Jordan. And Jordan, if you're ever in, you know, the Atlanta area, let's grab coffee. I would love to meet you in person. All right, guys. I will talk to you guys next time. Enjoy this episode.
1: Hi, you guys. My name is Jordan. I am a full-time content creator. I guess you could say slash influencer. I just don't like to use that word. But um, I'm from Alabama. You guys can probably hear that in my accent. I get told that a lot. Uh, my social media is basically just focus on fashion, and a lot of times I've probably noticed mostly for like my thrifting and vintage fashion and such. But yeah, that's mostly what I do for a living. I went to college, got a degree in teaching. I don't use that anymore, but
0: I thought I'd let you guys know that. Perfect. So um, before we like dive into today's conversation, I have a little icebreaker question for you. So if you could throw a dinner party and invite three celebrity guests, who would you invite?
1: Okay, um, this might be kind of like a kooky mix, but number one, and it's kind of related to the conversation, I'd probably invite Chris Jenner because she is just the, <laughs> she is the manager of all managers. Like, I have questions, Chris. <laughs> I need you to put me on. And um, next up, I'll probably invite uh, Cree Summer. If people don't know who that is, that's basically Freddie from a different world. I just love her and she's actually a lot like her character it seems in real life. I follow her on Instagram and she's just, she's a parent that I wanna be one day. She's hilarious. Um, and then last, I'd probably invite uh, Tracy Ellis Ross cause she just seems like a good time. If you guys watch Girlfriends, you already know. I feel like her personality is a lot like her character too. But yeah, I just think that we would have a good time for sure. <laughs>
0: I absolutely love that. Love that answer. Like Kris Jenner. Yes, she is a marketing queen, a genius. Like I feel like I have to meet her and Tracy Alice Ross. I feel like When she smiles, her like one eye gets like squintier than the other. And like my eye does that too. So I'm like, I feel so seen. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I love that, like those answers. You mentioned um, in your intro that you are a content creator, influencer, full time, um, which is a large part of the reason why I um, wanted you to come on because I'm just so fascinated by the influencer content creator industry and everything that goes on in the back end, like obviously as a consumer, um, as a follower of yours, like, you know, we can, I, we see or I see like the final like product, but I'm just so curious because I, I know that there's obviously more that meets the eye with that and with that, you know, career path. So when did you decide to start using social media um, as like an influencer type? Because obviously I feel like anyone with a smartphone is on social media, but we all don't use it or, you know, the way that like you may use it. Like some people may just like, you know, post a picture of the sky and keep it pushing. So when did you decide to, you know, kind of turn your, you know, regular Instagram page into kind of more of like an influencer, content creator page?
1: I feel like it probably didn't really start until exactly when I started my YouTube channel. And I feel like the only reason it started like that was because you kind of use your Instagram to promote things. And so since I had made a YouTube channel, I was always like, hey, you guys made a new video over here. Da, 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 da. I wasn't very comfortable with sharing so much on Instagram, but it kind of has to go hand in hand if you want people to know about it. So I would say probably when I made my YouTube channel is when I started taking Instagram seriously.
0: So were you like a little nervous because maybe like your Instagram was full of like, you know, just like your friends and not necessarily like strangers. So you're like, oh, my gosh, like they're probably thinking, like, what am I what am I doing?
1: No, yeah, exactly. So like I was on college campus at the time. So you have to imagine how embarrassing it is like for you to be like in your room recording and posting and the next day you have to see all these people outside. So but I mean, it's just something I hear a lot of people say that they're scared of that. And it's just something you're gonna have to get rid of and you're just gonna have to ignore because you're you're not gonna be able to accomplish anything if you're worried about what everybody else is thinking. I still feel this way to this day. I'll be like, oh my gosh, all my college friends or all my high school friends are watching and I'm just like, you know what? they ain't gonna get me paid. So <laughs> let me push past that. I'm not even here for them. No offense to um them, but I'm really not here for them. So if they want to watch cool, but I just had to get over it. So
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think that's great because honestly, I feel like secretly a lot of people want to do what you do however they let like the fact that other people may like find out or know or they're like oh my gosh this is so cringe so they like decide not to do it but I'm sure like people like really like look up to you like those that know you they're like wow like she literally doesn't care what we think like she's doing it anyway and look where, look at where she's gone you know so that's awesome with being like a full-time content creator and influencer consistency is one of like the main things, like one of the most important things to kind of like, you know, grow. So how do you find motivation to stay consistent and grow your various platforms? Um,
1: I would say it was absolutely the hardest when I first started. It's kind of like going to the gym when you're not used to something, you have to like make yourself do it. And so I think the easiest way for me to be able to uh, become insistent, uh, not insistent, consistent, <laughs> My easiest way was to like set a set schedule for myself. So at the time, I think I was posting either once a week or twice a week. It was one of them. But whichever one it was, I was like, okay, Jordan, you have to post every Sunday. You have to post every Sunday. And so it just got to the point like when I was a few months in, I was so used to posting every Sunday that I just posted every Sunday regardless of how much work I had to do. And I was doing a lot of work. So I would just come home after work or after my internships and just record. So my video would be ready. So it's really just about like continuing until it's a habit. Kind of like like I said, the gym.
0: Yeah. No, that's a that's a really good, a really good comparison. It's like I also feel like sometimes just like creating content is kind of like the gym and the point of like I feel like getting to the gym is the hardest part. It's like getting off the couch and in your car and to the gym but like once you're there you're like oh this isn't so bad and I feel like it's the same thing with creating content it's like actually like sitting down or you know setting up that camera to film or to whatever and like once you're in yeah (laughs) yeah it's doing all that stuff but like once you finally like do it and like you're like kind of ready to create you're like okay it's not so bad like I'm here now you know
1: yeah, you just <laughs> have to get over that one hump and you're good.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your favorite like social media platform right now?
1: Honestly, I
0: have not been liking
1: Instagram too much. Like I don't even so much like just scrolling through it. I would have to say it's between YouTube and TikTok. It just depends on my mood. Like, yeah. and I'm, I don't know, do you mean like me creating on it or do you mean m- me consuming? um let's do we can if you can answer both that's fine okay um probably consuming wise maybe YouTube because I just feel like it's like TV I love watching vlogs they're just so relaxing for some reason so I will sit there and watch like 30 minute vlogs and whatnot so definitely YouTube for that and then um for TikTok I think I like creating they're the best just because people are really supportive on TikTok like yes, you can do like the bare minimum over there, and they'll be like, Yes, go off And you're just like, Thank you, thank you. So yeah, I would split them up that way.
0: Oh my gosh, no, I could not agree with you more on the TikTok. I feel like the people there are like so like so encouraging and like so supporting. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where are you guys in real life? Like, this is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that's like, well, I won't even get into that because I got to stay on track, but okay. (laughs) So you recently transitioned from, you know, a full-time nine to five to being a full-time content creator. So how has that been for you? And anyone who like may not know your backstory, like, do you mind just telling us a little bit about that?
1: Okay. Um, well my nine to five uh as i said before i think i said i was teaching and so that was getting like really rough in the midst of covid i was still running like my youtube channel and whatnot so it it was a lot like on my plate if anybody's interested i have a whole entire video because it literally took me like 30 minutes to explain it it's on my youtube channel so yeah it was just getting really really rough so i didn't intend to go full-time probably initially for like another two years. So I've had like another year of waiting from now that I intended to probably maybe be, uh, get into that. But it was just getting really bad. So I finally took the leap um, and decided to leave. I was like, okay, I have multiple sources of income. I don't just make money off of like YouTube. I have like my vintage shop. Um, I make money on Instagram and whatnot like that. And I was like, I'm still living at home. For anybody who doesn't know, don't feel ashamed if you still live at home. You can stack up a lot of coins that way. But I still uh, live at home. So I was like, you know what, Jordan, there's really not that much to be afraid of because you're not going to be homeless and you're not going to go hungry. But I will say um, when I did transition fully, I think it was in, well, it was in January. It was pretty scary at first. um, And things were kind of slow with Christmas ending. So like, sponsorships aren't like very heavy and so I was very nervous but literally that turned around so fast I feel like God was like um yeah Jordan you're good I'm going to worry you a little bit but you're actually good with that being said once it goes up it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like super consistent that's the thing about content creating sometimes you'll make double what you made last month sometimes you'll make half of what you made so there's still always that struggle but I think budgeting just helps me with that so
0: I currently live, I live with my in-laws, so I'm married. So I live with my in-laws. So for those of you listening, if you're still living at home, like it's totally fine. Like won't be there forever. It's like just a season. What to you are like the pros and cons of being an influencer, you think?
1: Um, I would say I'll start with, I guess, the pros. Uh, The pros definitely can be, of course, the obvious, like you get sent free things um there's cons to that as well but I would say that's probably uh, the initial pro that everybody sees um you also have a lot of people to help you out like whenever you have like questions like maybe you're going somewhere new to a new state there's always um like your followers are always willing to be like oh you should check out this and that so it's always nice to have kind of they're kind of like a resource too in that way I can just be like hey what do you guys think about this? Or where should I go with this? And they'll be like, oh, do this, do that. And so like I had went, for example, I went to like New Orleans earlier this year. And so I had a whole bunch of people DMing me restaurants to go to that they had tried. And I went there and it was really good. So that's pretty nice. Um, I don't know if those are the type of perks you meant.
0: (laughs) No, no, whatever you think. I think that's a great perk to like not have to spend hours on Google trying to like read through reviews, but have like people be like, recommend you places. That's awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: I would say those are probably the only perks I can think of like right off the bat, because those are the biggest ones. Um, the negatives, unfortunately the negatives list is longer than the positives. The positives are really big. Oh, and I forgot, of course you can make more money in influencing than you will in your nine to five. Like there's a cap to your nine to five, but there's no cap to influencing. So obviously that's like the big number one, but, um, for negatives, I don't mean to get too deep here. It can it can be mentally draining, you know. Um, there, you always feel like you have to be present, even though like you may not feel like you're in the mood to be present. Uh, you always feel like you have to handle certain situations kind of in a non-human way. Like, you know, sometimes people get upset in certain situations, but you always feel like you can't sound upset or people think you're a b-word and things like that I still do it anyway sometimes but whatever I mean if they want to come for me they can come for me just know one day I might get canceled but anyways um another negative let's see another negative as well can still go in hand with the pay you can earn maybe less than your nine to five uh for like a month's time um and also probably I think the biggest one for me which is funny you would think the biggest one for pay or you would think the biggest one for me would be pay but I think the biggest one for me is like people not seeing it as a job like I will still have people ask me so what are you gonna do and I'm like um I'm doing it (laughs) and so they'll be like oh okay like they don't really think that much work gets put into it and even like your friends and family they always feel like you can like take off from what you're doing help them with something or to go somewhere and I'm like no like I know my hours are flexible but I really do still need to work you know so maybe those are the biggest ones that's
0: um that's interesting I definitely can see how being a content creator is mentally draining just like having you know because you have like thousands of followers so just having like tens of thousands of people just you know Feeling like they can have access to you or say whatever they want because, like, they're behind a screen and not in front of you, like in person. So, I can definitely see how draining that is. But, um, I'd love to just touch on the fact about like the about money and being able to make more money influencing than you know, a nine to five potentially. So, how is it just a matter of kind of like the amount of work you put in delivers you know, more money, or how does that? how does that work?
1: I don't know if they really base it off the amount of work. It's like based off of many things. So they'll base it off of, it could be the amount of work you do. It also could even be like your following and how um engaged they are with you. Like somebody can have like a hundred K and they're going to get paid like $5,000 for standing there and taking a picture just because of the followings. Um, Another thing that can get you a lot of money with it would probably be usage. Like I can take um maybe one picture for a company and if they decide that they want it want to post it somewhere for ads, let's say for a year, they would have to pay me for that entire year to use it. So I took that one picture and I don't have to do anything else. They have to you know because they're using it. So like oh
0: now you owe me 10K because you still use my picture. Wow. I never like that's never crossed my mind like being able to use like your getting paid for like your image like your likeness and being you having it being used for like a period of time wow that's awesome I didn't know
1: about it when I first went to influencing but yeah wow that's awesome if anybody's picture
0: is getting used out here for free just know you can rip it off <laughs> <laughs> right you better like go collect your coins oh my gosh that's <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so since we're on the topic of pay, how do you advocate for yourself when it comes to pay? Um, I will say I was watching one of your videos and you, um, you're you basically kind of, not, I don't want to be like you were exposing the industry, but you were saying that a lot of these brands, it, they'll pay you for as little as they for as little as they can, or maybe even they'll just try to supplement pay with like free clothes or whatever. So yeah, so how do you advocate for yourself and make sure that like you're, that you get paid?
1: Um, Well, starting out, I know uh, the big question for people is like, well, how much do I charge? Um, You kind of learn as you continue on, you're gonna make mistakes from the beginning. You're not gonna get the right rate from the start. But I did start out using um, this platform called Social Blue Book. And unfortunately it's like a paid subscription now. I think it's like $20 a month, but it started out free. I still think it's pretty useful though because it basically tells you like what your worth is. I personally, as I grew figured out that nobody else can determine your worth besides you but I think it's a good (laughs) place to start if you have like absolutely no idea. Um, I was also like comparing my rates and such to other influencers. Like I have uh, friends who are comfortable talking about it. So we will talk about it. We'll be like, oh, so-and-so hit me up. Didn't you work with them? What the, what were they willing to pay you for your following? And you know, there's some people that are willing to do that. Now others, you know, maybe not. I wouldn't recommend just asking somebody you don't know, but if you know somebody and y'all are cool like that, for sure. Um, if you don't know anyone, there always is um, the Instagram page, I think it's called Influencer Pay Gap. And I was I was creeping on you and you actually already know about that. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, they'll basically tell you um, like who's getting paid what for their race and like um, their age and whatnot and their following. And as of right now, I don't really do that so much anymore I actually recently signed to management and they will uh, pitch to brands and respond to brands and be like, Oh, this is the amount and a lot of times we do have to deny people because they will try to lowball and. I can't just accept anything because it will bring um, my rate down along with other
0: girls' rates. So, yeah. Since signing with management, do you feel like it's been easier for you to, I guess, I don't know if this is like the correct term, but I just feel like saying like book gigs or just like get like partnerships?
1: Um, I will say it's been easier in getting partnerships that are worth it um okay. before it wasn't really filtered now they kind of only send me things that are worth like me seeing so a lot of times you'll get like spam and stuff like that or people like super lowballing you so um it's really helped with getting like valuable sponsorships instead of like you know some change here and there and a lot of times they can even get bigger numbers for you because the person on the other end realizes they're dealing with the professional. So they don't try to play them like they tried to play me. So that's always nice. Right? I'm
0: sure. I'm I'm sure like once they realize they're like, "Oh, wait, we can't. We can't play games with this one. We need to come correct." Um if you feel comfortable sharing, obviously like you don't have to at all. Um but what's like the most you've ever made from a brand deal?
1: Uh I'll probably go based off of like least amount of work. Um probably a set of did you want to know the brand or you want to know like what it was uh,
0: no you don't have to share the brand um uh, just like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> whatever you okay. like if you want to you can but like you don't feel pressured to at all okay yeah, may- maybe somebody got paid more so
1: let me not myself. <laughs> But anyways uh the instagram post and it was 2500 and i was very excited about it so that was nice
0: wow no that's like, awesome post a picture for 2,500 wow (laughs) that's like that honestly is like mind-blowing to me because it's like 2,500 that's like two weeks and a half of pay for me so like that's just I'm like wow the fact that there's people out there that can like make that kind of money for doing something that's cool I'm using air quotes guys that's some for something that's like simple that's awesome No, I'm not no. gonna lie. That's definitely more simple
1: than me sitting in the classroom for two and a half weeks. I'm oh not gonna gosh.
0: lie. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, because teachers, te- being a teacher is a lot of work. So yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, there was a girl. She um. She became an influencer, but she went into a lot of debt in order to become one. So it was like she would, you know, go on trips and put it all on her credit card. And she was always buying new clothes, but putting it on her credit card. And so eventually she found herself in $10,000 worth of debt just to become (laughs) just to become an influencer. So um, what are your thoughts on people feeling the need to, you know, have the latest things or take these fancy trips in order to kind of, you know, create content?
1: Well, I didn't know people were going into debt for it, truly, because that's not something I ever thought about. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of silly because you're not really like you're influencing. And I feel like the biggest part of influencing is like being yourself and not trying to be something like you're not. And I'm not somebody who's out here buying product on the daily. Therefore, I'm not about to go into debt, you know, trying to buy product for you guys. Um. So I don't know. I just don't think that's very sustainable. Like you can't really keep that up. And I don't know, I guess with me being a thrifter, that was not something i ever ever had to like get into because I was able to push content out with my secondhand clothing and my thrift budget. <laughs> so I don't that's an absolute no- no for me. that's that's
0: crazy. <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion um about pay disparity within like the influencer content creator community, especially with like, you know, white peers, and then people of color. So um, obviously, like white content creators, either, you know, making more than um, people of color. So what are your, like, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you think should be done to kind of like fix that?
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a heavy subject. I was actually just talking to my mom about this the other day. Um, Because I guess you could say I'm kind of a victim of that. Uh, I won't say exactly what my realm is on YouTube. If you watch me, you know what my realm is. But I will say in that circle, I've definitely experienced, um, I don't know about less pay because I don't know everybody's paychecks, but I've definitely experienced not getting a certain amount of attention, which can affect my pay. And I feel like personally, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I do feel like it is based off of my skin color. Like um my mom will tell me like and and other people they'll tell me like oh you're so talented, you're so underrated, I'm just now finding you. But like other people who don't look like me, I mean we can guess what they look like, they will do numbers around me. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Even though people always tell me like, oh, you're so talented, oh you're the best out. You won't see that in my numbers. So that's definitely something that I've had to deal with. And I'm actually I am very aware that um can I say white influencers? Yeah. (laughs) Go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if i going to get offended, but, um, I'll do it on my channel. I had to ask for the sake of your podcast, <laughs> but, um, I'm very aware that, uh, white influencers in my niche get paid more, but I do also believe that it is based off of them having bigger numbers, but then it goes back to, again, I think their numbers are bigger because of the color of their skin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, It's like, you can't get mad that you're getting paid less because you have less followers. But then again, you ask yourself, well, why do I have less followers? (laughs) You know? But how, like, how do you think it can
0: be fixed?
1: Fixed. Well, I do hear that they're trying to do more about like people getting paid fairly. So maybe one day it could move to like, there being certain amounts of wages that will be legal and illegal to give somebody. So I think... If we can move towards that with laws, I know that's going to take a really long time considering influencing is so new. But that would be great just to make sure, you know, people are not being, you know, ripped off based off the color of their skin and whatnot. Because you're coming to me. So clearly you like my content. So clearly Mm -hmm. you need to pay me correctly for it. So probably if they could get some laws in place, like to just make it better, that would be great.
0: Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that something needs to be done. I feel like, I've seen, cause I, I follow like a whole bunch of, not a whole bunch of influencers, but I, I follow a good amount. And there's some people like, I'm like, Oh, this is cute. But, but I don't understand like how you have like this many followers. Cause it seems like, you know, pretty basic, but then I see like, you know, black content creators or just people of color in general, like content creators, you know, really killing it and like giving it their all and just being so creative and it like, you know, them doing like a fraction of the numbers and I'm just like I it it is a little like disheartening and sad to see because like you said like your following kind of determines your pay and so yeah. it's like you can't it's like almost like how do you get equality in this space if like it's based on something that's so un like unequal you know yeah the algorithm.
1: Yeah. algorithm I get well I don't know I think the algorithm can tell race so
0: you think so (laughs) definitely I really think it can I think it can I definitely think I definitely think TikTok can for sure I don't know what they do but I definitely think that they're doing something because I'm like I noticed I'm like I'm like there because I had one post that kind of like, I don't want to say like went viral, but it did pretty well on TikTok. And for the first like two days, I noticed that it was was only like Black women like liking and commenting, which I was like totally fine with. But I was like, huh, this is really interesting. And then like maybe after like the third or fourth day, then it would like opened up to like a whole bunch of more people. And I was like, huh, this is, is TikTok doing this? Or is this just by like chance? Very strange. So, Yeah. yeah. I definitely think something needs to be done because like your, your content that you do really is amazing. Um, and so I feel like you should be getting, you should definitely be getting paid, you know, what you're worth for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So speaking also of like, you know, getting paid, how do you track the money that comes in? Cause obviously like you, like, like you said earlier, it fluctuates. So one month you may make a whole lot of money next month. You may not make as much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I really should do better with it. I have great intentions. I just don't follow through with them. So right now, I I would say my most solid path with that, I have like a budget planner. And so basically I'll write down like, I won't write down my budget. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will write down all of my earnings for the month and like where they came from, then like tally it up and then figure out how much I made for the month. So yeah, I'm just doing it kind of the old school way, like pen and paper. Um, I've intended to use QuickBooks. A whole bunch of people have sent has sent that app like my way to tell me to use it. Um, I don't feel like trying anything new right now, but yeah, I kind of just write everything down and like figure out where it's from and then total it up.
0: There's nothing wrong with good old pen and paper. I, nothing wrong at all. So that's, but that's good. That's good that, that you're able to kind of like track and see like, okay, like how much like you made and all that stuff, that's really good. Um, So do you feel like it's easier for other influencers to just kind of blow up? I feel like over the quarantine period, a lot of people from like TikTok I've seen just kind of, it's like one day they were working like a regular nine to five or whatever. And the next thing you know, they just like blew up. So do you think that's like a rare case or something that happens?
1: I think it's rare as in like who it will happen for. I don't think it's really just happening for everybody. It didn't happen to me. But, um, I don't know. I personally, I think I've noticed like the people who do blow up, they kind of follow a certain path and it's kind of, sometimes it will be like creative, uh, people like somebody like stands out so much that everybody can't help, but pay attention. Like what's that black guy's name off of TikTok? Wisdom K or something Yes. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wisdom. Like he's a great example of somebody just being so creative and different that everybody just had to like stop and like stare and he blew up but then there's also the lane of people that are all kind of doing the same thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they have like a certain aesthetic and they and they have a certain skin color (laughs) and they all seem to um blow up as well so yeah it's it's either or but it's more likely for them obviously since there's more of them there's less of like the super like just out of the box creative people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes sense. I don't
0: want to so, sound negative. Does that sound negative? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it sounds negative. I think it's just honestly like the truth. Like there are people who are crazy, crazy, crazy talented. And like you said, like you can't help but to notice them. And also like Wisdom, like he started a lot of trends on TikTok. And so like, yeah, like you just can't help but, but notice him. And like you can't deny his talent. But then there are white creators who are very basic, but because of like the certain aesthetic or like their look, like they just gain, they just gain followers and then they just blow up. And like, that's that. I don't think it's negative. I just honestly think it's the truth. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you're totally fine. No, it's literally the truth. Um, So some may say that like the influencer market is very saturated, especially like in 2021, like if someone were to, you know, someone would be like, oh, I want to be an influencer. I feel like the number one thing that they'll say to themselves to talk themselves out of it is like, oh, it's so saturated. Everyone's doing it. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think it's only saturated when it comes like certain things. I feel like if you have something new to bring to the table or even a different way of bringing it to the table, then it's definitely not saturated for you. There's always a lane for people. There's nobody in the lane. You know, it can be fashion. Like, Um, If you just have like a different way of showing your fashion or even a different way of talking about it, maybe you're even funny and fashionable, things like that, I don't think it's oversaturated for you. Now, if you are studying other people's YouTube channel and you're literally putting out maybe the same videos and you're wearing the same thing as everybody else, then it may be a little saturated in that direction, you know. But I feel like if you have something you feel like you can share with the world, it's never going to be too saturated for you. So.
0: Oh, I love that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so as we wrap up, I have two more questions. So the first one is where do you see yourself in five years? Um
1: hopefully out of this house. <laughs> like, I, I feel you. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice because I do like want to move out of state. But um, let's see. I definitely want to travel more. So Honestly, I probably don't even see myself out of a house. I probably see myself like on a plane, like once a month. <laughs> um, I would love to do more traveling. Um, probably bigger in uh, like the vintage realm. I absolutely love vintage. And so I do like want to grow my shop. I literally just started it. So like, I I don't know where that's going yet but I definitely would want that to be a lot bigger. I'd love to like be able to travel and like sell vintage I don't know if that's like a
0: weird dream but no like a like a vintage (laughs) pop-up
1: like I don't even I haven't thought that far ahead like I saw this one girl who like does depop and I don't know if she's in a van or what I don't really want to be in a van but like she like (laughs) her packaging stuff with her and so I guess if she finds something she'll like post it and keep it with her and then like off she goes so I don't know maybe at that point I could have somebody like an assistant or something who could be like by the clothes like a storage mm-hmm. or something and they could just send it off for me and I just come back and bring it back whenever I find it I don't know I haven't figured right. it out that far ahead but it sounds cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I like that I that's like a that's a pretty good like five-year thing to have just like having <laughs> like your own shop and I definitely think that we do need more like women of color people of color in the vintage space because it is very um whitewashed so definitely will be supporting. Um and for the last question, what's like the best piece of of money advice that you've been given, you think?
1: Best piece of money advice. Hmm. Probably, I mean, I this is like redundant, I feel like it's between maybe saving and stocks. I feel like I used to think stocks were like foo-foo. I don't know. <laughs> like not that, but I, I guess cause I didn't really understand them. But my boyfriend has taught me a lot about them and they will really triple your money. And so I would say him telling me to invest my money into stocks. So he basically put it like this to me. He was like, Jordan, you can either put it in your bank account where it's earning like little to no money or you can put it in a stock, and it'll be like a bank account that earns you like possibly triple, maybe more, something like that, so that was, of course, good advice, and then, of course, saving, like, I am really, like, I'm a saving junkie, I love just saving in bulk, like, I don't know what it is, I love spending money, but I love putting it aside, it just makes me happy to see the numbers just pile up, so I just feel like, Because I save so much, I never have to like worry if like something really bad like happens. Like I know a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, well, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to take care of like my tire or something like that. And I just know if my tire blows out tomorrow, I will be okay. I'm not going to be scrambling. So I know everybody says it, but saving, just having a large cushion for yourself. (laughs) No,
0: that is great. So for those who want to find you and follow you, where can they find and follow you? Well
1: I am on Instagram at it's just jordan but it's um the jordan spelled with a j h o r d a n <laughs> so it's just jordan and then also you can find me on YouTube as well with that same name it's just jordan so those are my socials everyone